Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you tired of using 10 different platforms to manage your CRM, your Google My Business reviews, text campaigns, email campaigns, calendar invites, website builds? I was too. I used ClickFunnels, Kartra, Jotform, Calendly, you name it, I tried it. I came to the conclusion that I needed one software platform that could do all of this in one place. With Sluicebox, I was able to do all of this and more. Go check out sluicebox.io today to change your life and make it that much easier and that much more simple to manage all of your leads, all of your customers, and everybody in one spot. Sluicebox.io. Hello and welcome back to the Self-Reliant Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I'm your host. Today's guest is somebody that uh, comes from Utah as well. This is awesome. I haven't had an interview in Utah for quite some time, so it'll be fun to hear his perspective and what he has going on. Uh, native of Colorado, loves the outdoors, very, very active person. We've become very good friends over the short time that we've known each other. It's funny too how in certain industries, you your circle is so small. When you know somebody, somehow you're connected and you know the same person. That was the case with this gentleman. And I'm very, very excited to hear what he has to share with us in the space of multifamily and commercial real estate development. So Mr. Rusty Pollard, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me on, David. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, like you said, I'm from Colorado originally. I uh, grew up racing motocross and just doing a lot of things outdoors. So still love the outdoors here in Utah as well. Um, I've got a background in construction and facilities management. I, In a previous career, I had done quite a bit of fabrication on race cars and stuff. And I thought that was, that was going to be my career path. And uh, ended up going back to school and, and getting my construction management, facilities management degree. Um, so I did uh, a short uh, professional career in, in that industry and have been investing on the side. You know, um, it had always been my plan to, to do real estate investing. And I'd always I'd kind of given myself like a 10 year um, Time frame to where I could grow my portfolio within 10 years and then go full time at that point. And I made it after school about, <laughs> about four years, probably five years. <laughs> and I was like, I got to get out of here and, and go full time. So um, my wife and I started, you know, I'd gone back to school and uh, we started with our first little house hack while we were in school uh, back in 2011, 2012 timeframe. And we had a basement apartment. We lived in the basement apartment, rented out upstairs, lived for free for a couple of years. We did all of the renovations ourselves and just kind of scraped the money together. Um, student loans, family, family loans, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we sold that when we graduated and um, I went to work for a, a large um, aerospace company and uh, worked for them for a few years. And it was a great opportunity, but we kept investing on the side, right? And yep. 
we've we've done the house hack thing several times now and have unlocked a fair amount of equity to roll into our investment projects and uh yeah that's kind of led me to where where i am now uh decided um october of 2019 it was time to go full-time and bet on myself and just uh do the investing full-time so that's where we are I love it, man. How was your wife when you started to make that transition? Was she pretty supportive of that or was she a little bit nervous? I get asked that a fair amount. Um, she thought I was crazy at first. You know, when we were in school, she's like, you realize we have, you know, five grand in the bank, right? Yep, <laughs> How yep. are we going to buy a house? And, uh, you know, she, through all of these projects that we've done, um, she's really started to to see what's possible. Um and she's a believer now. She's all in. I think that's a, a really good point. And the reason I bring it up, right, is there's a lot of people that listen to this this uh, podcast that, you know, are in similar situations. They want to start taking that entrepreneurial venture. They might be married. They might have kids, you know, different stages of life. But, you know, essentially, that is a big leap. And it's something that you've got to bet on yourself. Like you said, you've got to have that belief. And even if you may not have, you know, the support of, the support of a spouse or a family member or whatever it is, if you bet on yourself and you can see a vision, the proof is in the pudding, right? And you go out and you do it and you show that proof. And then that validation will help create the belief that, uh, you know, that spouse or partner or whatever needs to be able to see that, you know, of what's possible. Cause that's really all it is, right? It's, it's breaking down the barriers of the impossible and making it a reality. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's kind of a proof of concept more or less. Right. Um, a lot of us grew up in families where, you know, go to school, get a W-2 job and and find a good safe company to be with for 30 years, you know? Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a different, it's a perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have to learn it. You know, I'm, I'm always having to work on my own mindset and thinking bigger and, and allowing myself to do bigger things. Um, so my wife and I have grown together a lot on that. That's cool. Uh, you know, along that topic, what, um, what do you do to keep yourself going and moving forward? Cause I feel like, you know, there, and I'm sure you've had this too, where you set a goal and you, you know, you get to that goal and you're like, well, crap, now what do I do? <laughs> what do you do personally to be able to push yourself or, you know, have some outside influence or mentors or whatever, what's helped you just keep going and leveling up as you, as you progress? That's a really good question, actually. Um, I, I'm very much a to-do list kind of person and, and set goals and, and that kind of thing. Um, but, and, and let me back up just a half a step. Like all of my, all of my investing has primarily been my own capital, right? Mm-hmm. Up until the last um, three years or so. Um, so it's been a slow, a slow growth. Um, Are we talking here like five years, 10 years? Yeah. So, so I've been investing for 10 years now and, uh, it, it's been a slow growth, but, um, during that time frame, you know, I'm setting goals to where, where my perspective is at that point, right. Mm-hmm. What I think I can stretch for, um, and that's always changing. So, uh, you know, three years ago, my goal was I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to make a hundred thousand or whatever in, in my real, real estate investing. And, and now, you know, I recognize that I can do much more than that. So 
it's, it's kind of the proof of concept as well, you know, just believing in yourself, um, setting those goals, making yourself stretch, and then putting yourself around the right people to, um, to partner with, to learn from, um, and to grow with. And so I would say starting out, you know, I, I would go to like local meetup groups where it's just like a kind of an open round table. And that was great. I, I got to learn from people, kind of see what they're doing and figure out what I wanted to do. And then you can kind of level up to the next thing where it's like a, a real estate investing association or something, a RIA. Um, and then I would say the next level is like masterminds because that's all about mindset. You're around high, high performing people and just leveling up, you know, we're all in different stages, but it's all about just kind of your own personal progression. Yeah. Two thoughts on that. I think the first one, you know, going along your time frame. I think today's world, we are very much a delayed or non-delayed gratification type society, right? And this, this concept of what you're talking about is you've been investing for 10 years. I mean, I look at that and I go, that is phenomenal because you like you said, right, you've set little milestones. And every time you accomplish that milestone, you get to move to the next one. And you slowly been able to build up a portfolio that gets you to where you want to be and where you want to go. But you're also staying level headed with your goal setting, right? And I think today, people are like, Oh, well, in you know, two years, I want to have this massive portfolio. And it's like, you could totally do that. But in a lot of ways, if you don't achieve that, then that becomes a major demotivator and saying, well, this isn't possible anymore, but right. keeping, you know, the carrot just right in front of you and taking one step after the other. I think that sets you so much further ahead than those people that are just like trying to go, you know, I mean, I love setting big real, you know, unrealistic goals, but at the same time, you've got to have a process and a plan to get those and be able to achieve those. So I think that was a, a really good point you made there. Um, and the second one you know, I think going along with, um, you know, just your journey and, and talking about masterminds and associations, like who you surround yourself with is really eventually where you're going to get. And so it's okay to be like, you want to be in that room and be, so to speak, the dumbest person in the room, because you can gather so much information and knowledge and be able to make really educated decisions based on, you know, learning from others and then figuring out how you can add value to those people in that room too. That's because right. as you do that, like everybody grows, everybody wins, and it doesn't matter how long it takes you, whether it takes you, you know, a couple of years or it takes you 10 years or 15 or 20. If you're moving in a direction that you won't, wouldn't otherwise be moving, then you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Um, a couple things on, on your comments there uh, is really important to just not compare yourself with others, right? Because there are some some big guys out there that have got 5,000 doors in the last 18 months, that kind of thing. And it's easy to be like, man, I've been investing for 10 years and I'm not even anywhere close to that. Um, we're all on different levels. We all have different things going on in our lives. We all do investing a little bit differently. You know, um, I've been very conservative, you know, in my numbers I, I'll do deals when I know <laughs> that it's going to work and yeah. it's not a gamble. You know, I don't, I don't gamble on my stuff. Um, I feel very confident going into those, those deals. Um, and then secondly, this has been something that I've had to work on myself is allowing myself to fail, not necessarily in the deals, right? Because I'm 
I'm not only messing with, yeah. yeah, I'm not messing with just my money now. I'm messing, I'm uh, working with my investors' money as well now. So, um, but allowing yourself to fail in, in smaller things, you know, um, take bigger steps than you might be used to go on a podcast. You know, I've avoided doing this for forever and I'm just kind of pushing myself out of my comfort zone to, to do bigger things. So. I love it, man. I love it. And again, I think that's, you know, a really important thing to note, as long as you're pushing yourself just a little bit outside that comfort zone, it's going to allow you to grow. The moment that you stop and become comfortable is the moment that stagnation happens and you get in this rut, so to speak, where you just, yeah, you level off and it's like, okay, how do I get started again? What do I need to do to get back in that rhythm or that zone? And it's harder to start than it is to just keep the momentum going. That's right. Yep. You're right on. Well, what, uh, you know, what, as you've looked at your career, um, in investing, what advice would you give to somebody starting out? I mean, especially from a, from a strategy standpoint, I mean, you started in the single family space and moved into more of a multifamily and, and development side. What advice would you give to somebody starting out as far as, Hey, this is what I would do if, if I was in today's market in today's world. Um, that's a good question. So <laughs> if I could go back to when I started investing, it would have been like, I would do way more deals because I, I, you know, now have the knowledge of where the market's going to go. Um, but I think just in general is just being comfortable um, with, with being uncomfortable essentially. So uh, a lot of my investing, all of my investing actually with the exception of my live-in flips um, has been out of state. And that's something that's uncomfortable for people. I, I go where the deals work um, and I go where the numbers make sense. <laughs> and that's something that, you know, there's a lot of people want to invest just in their backyard. Um, and that wasn't necessarily by default. It was, uh, it, it just, it just happened, right? It, I had to make deals work. And where I lived, you know, I lived up in Seattle for a few years. That didn't work. So um, in today's market, there are still still deals out there. Um, you just have to look a lot harder. So um, I don't know if you've read um, The Compound Effect, yep. but it's a really, really good book. It just talks about, you know, small actions uh, compounded over and over and over create um, massive results. Um, and I'm very much a believer of that. You know, you just really have to be consistent in whatever you're doing. So if you're looking for the right deal, stick with it because it might've been a hundred deals that you had to look at, you know, two years ago, you've got to look at 500 now, but stick with your fundamentals, stick with the numbers that, that make sense and that work for you and just keep at it. So a lot of people just kind of fall off. <laughs> they give up. Yeah, no, I think that's really sound advice, right? This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's keeping the focus and where you put your attention is what you're going to end up with. And so being able to keep your your focus and your attention where you want it to be for the long term and knowing that it's long term, again, going back to that, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's a matter of just sticking it out and getting just just accomplishing that goal, getting to that milestone, getting to the next one, getting to the next one. And you look back down the road, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and it's a whole different world and you see what you've been able to accomplish. Yeah, that's it. 
Well, sweet man. Um, from a, yeah, I've got two more questions for you from a development development and multifamily uh, realm. Now, was that a big transition for you or was it pretty much the same thing, just analyzing things different? Cause I think, you know, when somebody starts out there, it's almost like the unattainable thing. They, they can start out with a single family residence and move into multifamily or, or doing some sort of a development, but it's like unattainable to the, the ordinary person. Is that the case or would you say it's just bigger numbers and pretty much the same, same thing? Uh, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, it, it's a, a bigger deal, right? Um, once you get into, you know, even mid-sized multifamily existing properties and up, it's really a, it's a team effort. And so you've got to, uh, you have to find the right people to do business with. Um, you have to assemble your team, find the right partners, um, and recognize and realize that this is a team effort going forward. So I'm, while I've been involved in a lot of development deals and I've built a lot of stuff, um, in my professional, um, career, I I've done a lot of stuff. Um, I can't do it all by myself. So you have to team up and you have to, you have to find those right people to be around. Yeah. That, that makes a ton of sense. Is there anything that you do in specific and picking a partner? Cause I feel like that's where that makes or breaks a deal. Um, and it can make or break a relationship. Uh, right. But is there anything you've been able to do to to kind of hedge that bet and make sure that you're you're vetting those people properly? Yeah. So let's see. Last year was my first full year, right, um, on my own without a without a W two job. And last year, the theme was essentially finding the, those right partners. Um, I tested out several different partnerships doing several different things, you know, um, different business ventures to essentially create active businesses to, to, uh, provide more capital for investing, that kind of thing. And I would say start small, start with like one individual project, test the waters a little bit. Um, once you've obviously vetted the person that you make sure your guys's values align, that kind of thing. Um, and then test it out on a project or two and kind of see how it goes. Um, some things, you know, you can essentially have a discussion and say, hey, this is working or this isn't working and, and kind of right the ship. And sometimes it's just not the right fit. And that's okay. You know, you just got to, you got to give it a shot and, and see what works. Um, one of my, one of my best friends that I've been friends with, you know, for I don't know, 12 plus years now, um, we, we did, we've done investing forever. And I actually just bought him out of the multifamily side, some properties that we have together. Um, last year, I finished that up. Um, and it was a, it was a great partnership. It was, we still have a great relationship. I'm going to lunch with him today, actually. Um, but, you know, we started small, we did some duplexes and then grew from there. Um, up to the apartment buildings, you know, and uh, you just, it, it's smart to start small and then, and then grow together. Um, and then recognize that partnerships don't always last forever. Um, you know, 
he went a different direction in his investing. He's kind of focused more on Airbnbs now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want to go that route. I wanted to stay in the multifamily side of things. And, and it just made sense for us to, to part ways. So um, another thing is, you know, having partners, having your team, you know, whether it's a third party management or whatever, that allows you freedom and, and flexibility, right? Because you lean on them to do more. Um, you leverage your team. So the biggest deal I've ever done is an apartment complex is really heavy lift value add project. And I was traveling around the world um, while we were doing that project. Um, so my partner that I just mentioned, you know, he was here in the States still. And, uh, you know, he visited the project a couple of times during the process um, and was essentially the contact for when, when I wasn't, you know, able to be reached by phone or whatever. So my wife and I were doing a six month trip country a month with our kids. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that because we had the right team, had the right partners and, and leverage those, those partnerships. I love it, man. That is such sound wisdom, sound advice. And uh, I appreciate your thoughts on that. Okay. For this last question, um, this is one of my favorites. I ask it every episode and this comes back more to, you know, really the reason why uh, you do what you do and, what, you know, freedoms it gives to you. Um, and, and also what you've learned and what you can share, you know, as you, as you move on from this life. But the, essentially the question is, if you were given one day to live, what advice, what wisdom, what would you leave behind as your legacy to family, friends, um, your team, clients, whatever the case would be, what would that, that sound piece of wisdom or advice be about life, about business, uh, about whatever, you know, means the most to you? Mm. That's a big question. Um, and it kind of brings me to a conversation my wife and I were having yesterday. Is, um, if you had two words that you could leave, um, what would they be? And what came to mind for me was think bigger. Um, and that covers, you know, on a personal life side of things as well as career there's so much more out there um there's more than enough for everyone and there's a bigger purpose than you know just doing apartment deals um you know once once i hit a, a certain level of income for my family it's all about giving back you know and i think that's what we're here for is to find that that true fulfillment for ourselves whatever that is and then go for it um, be part of that bigger purpose. Think bigger. I love it, dude. That's, that's solid. That's like, we'll put that on a plaque and stick it on the wall. Right? <laughs> I love it. Maybe I should. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, this has been an awesome episode, Rusty. I really appreciate appreciate you being willing to take the time, um, out of your busy schedule to do this. And if somebody wants to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, yeah, the easiest way would be probably just to go to my website. It's propertieselevated.com. And feel free to just reach out to me on there. I've even got um, a handout. You know, I mentioned, you know, fundamentals. I think the first step for any investor is to uh, find out what your own personal criteria is, right? What's your investment criteria? What's your box? So you can 
clearly determine, you know, does this deal fit inside my box or is, does it not? And if it doesn't move on, right? So you don't spin your wheels and waste, waste your time. Um, so I'd be happy to share that with anyone, just a criteria worksheet that I put together and I've got some videos that will help uh, run you through that as well. So yeah, reach out to me on, on my website. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again um, for, for doing this. Again, we really appreciate you being here. And everybody out there, remember to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Go out, make a fantastic day, and we look forward to being with you on the next episode. Are you tired of using 10 different platforms to manage your CRM, your Google My Business reviews, text campaigns, email campaigns, calendar invites, website builds? I was too. I used ClickFunnels, Kartra, Jotform, Calendly, you name it, I tried it. I came to the conclusion that I needed one software platform that could do all of this in one place. With Sluicebox, I was able to do all of this and more. Go check out sluicebox.io today to change your life and make it that much easier and that much more simple to manage all of your leads, all of your customers, and everybody in one spot. Sluicebox.io. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.